0: Welcome to Zone Time, everybody. I'm Julian. Avery's here. Uh, Arun is here tapping in for Sam. Thank you so much for coming in as uh, you know, Sam's not here with us. And a stark contrast to last episode where Omar, I had never seen this man look so happy to the present day where I've never seen him look this distraught. Omar, tell the people at home why you looked so distraught today. Um, So
1: last week, I wore... A, my Leafs hoodie and my mm-hmm. Leafs hat mm-hmm. held it up to the camera.
0: You sure did.
1: And the difference a week makes because now I am wearing a crew neck that says, and I quote dead inside, but caffeinated. Ooh. because You never
0: struck me as a coffee guy.
1: Yeah, uh, I just, and and I think I think the Leafs broke me. I don't know. Is either the Leafs broke me or Leafs fans are delusional. But like the optimism I still I still see where it's like, oh, they're still in it. They 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 can battle back. People only four teams ever have come down or come back from 3-0. They're done. I don't I don't even want to watch it. They're done. What? No, I, no, no, no,
2: no,
0: no. They're done. They're done. They're listen. Hold listen, on. Listen. No, no. no. I can no. understand you say they're done. You not wanting to watch? No. Yeah. I yeah. generally, I'm, I'm not
1: like, and I think this is, this is the first, this is one of the first times I've generally said like, and again, and again, if you told, I, I generally do not want to watch that game on Wednesday, because either one or two things happen, either one. They have the same shitty effort, shitty three T's
2: or it's supposed to be two
1: or they win and give us some bull crap, false hope where, oh my gosh. hey, there it is. Maybe like
0: game five back in in Toronto. Like that's, that's. At the very least, you give yourself your fans your hope, another home game. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Let's let's, more let's, revenue. let's do
1: let's do more more damaging optimism to an already optimistically damaged fan base. Like this was the year where where the, the chirps got removed. Went around, gone. Game seven, gone. It was full gone. And and now what what do they what do they do? They win a playoff series just to get swept.
0: Okay, okay. It, at the time of this podcast, this is a be, you, the Leafs have not been swept yet. That's not yet. accurate yet. yet.
1: Yet, yet. I have. It has ze- not happened. I, There's I, a chance I, it might not happen. They might no, win they, two games. I, I have zero faith. You know why? I what? I give zero please, faith. So, I have zero faith. I usually wow. I, I I have like stats and stuff. I'll have like money puck and like Natural Stat Trick open. Yeah. After, during the game, and then I'll and then I'll close it. I, I left it open. L- let me let me read you pe- let me read you all some some stats, okay? Okay, so, all right. Li- line stats. The top line. The top line. Bunting Matthews Marner, okay? On ice shot attempts, 11 5 on 5. On ice shot attempts against 16. Let's keep going. Let's see. So Kerford O'Reilly, Riley Acharya, yeah, they're fine. 10-4, four seven against. You know Yarn Croak Tavares uh, Neilander six on five against. Okay, whatever. And then and then Sheldon Keefe, you know, because 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 at, at some point that the game was lost. So you know what we're running eleven and seven. Let, let's be creative. Let let's load up the top line. So then he throws out you know multiple times because they play, played uh, you know two minutes and sixteen seconds at five on five. Tavares mm-hmm. Matthews Marner, Ooh. All-star mode. Wicked. Awesome. One shot for eight shots against. That's not good, Corsi. Everyone was bad. Everyone was. Ryan O'Frickin' Riley gave gave up, gave the puck. I don't know who it was. Worst turnover I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. And And, and, Sam Sam Bennett almost scored the goal of the playoffs as a result.
1: Between the legs. I wish he did it. I wish he did it right there. If he did
0: that, we all would we we'd be talking about that all, po- all podcast. It was Girl, insane what he tried to do. So it's like I, I'm, I'm watching this series. What
1: what what hope is there? What I want so, some to convince me, talk me off the ledge to make me think they have an ounce of hope. I don't. They're gonna lose, and then we're and then it's gonna be the the start of the worst off season ever. Oh, is Matthews going to sign? Oh, are they going to trade Nylander? Oh, are they going to trade Marner? Oh, is Zubis going to stay? In the year they finally won a series, they're giving us the worst offseason possible. And you know what? We asked for it. All your stupid Leafs fans, we want Florida? There you go. We got Florida. And now we're going to get swept. Unfreaking believe. Yo,
0: Someone I didn't to...
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yo, swore. Wow.
3: Yeah, I think the last part about Omar is, like, addressing it might be the most frustrating aspect of it. Because, like, for me personally, like, I've tried to wear, like, different hats throughout it. So, like, selfishly as a journalist, like, I don't want the series to end. Like, it's been a dream to cover my boy at Toronto And I took that really hard leaving game two, like, uh, leaving the arena. Just, like, you guys blew a 2 bold lead. The place was rocking. It was electric. The fan base had right to be reinvigorated and couldn't be back in the series. And then last night, I mean, I hate ripping players, but like, you can't write that game story without saying it's the worst performance of Mitch Martin's career. Easily. Um, easily. And the fact that he's been a team MVP, it's striking to me because, you know, among the guys this year, like Martin has a reputation of being this like happy-go-lucky guy. He's actually been like the surliest guy on the team where it's like, look, nothing matters except for winning. Like people ask him about the sulky nom, he's like I don't care about that. People ask him about the franchise record point streak. I don't care about that. Like just want to win. And I think he's sort of embodied that like idea of better almost like you know more like prevalently or more consistently rather than any player on this team. And for him to just show up with the abs and showing did last night, like it's it's scary when David Camp's your best forward for Sam Lafferty. Like I think <laughs> Neilander is like only guy the big four who gets an excuse. But like, look, when do expected goals become actual goals? Like you can't just be like, well, Nylander is creating all these shots. I think he had what, like 13 shot attempts the first two games? Like Cool, but if none of them go in that doesn't matter. So that part's frustrating. like I'm so from the like journalism fan part of it that's been hard. I've been like trying to walk around the city and get like perspective from other people. A lot of people are going about their days and having fun, but you know it's it's that contrast, right? that optimism That the span of eight days has just been like a hurricane because you know after I filed my piece in game six, like I went out with you know my girlfriend and her friends. And people were having, like, the time of their lives. Like, haven't seen that type of energy since the Raptors won the title four years ago, you know, for a lifetime of, like, Leafs fans. Like, we've been waiting for that moment. And it finally seemed like it broke through. Then you get the Florida Panthers, a team that Leafs finished 19 points ahead in the regular season. Like, I know that we want Florida chant champ win around, and people can rip on Leafs fans for it. You know, I sort of wrote about that, too. But, like, also, by the same token, like, it's perfectly logical, Like, no one wanted to see the 65-win Boston Bruins. This was a series where the favorites should have been. Uh, And Paul Maurice is running circles around Sheldon Keefe right now. So I I don't know what to do. I think it's been frustrating. I think Jake McKay played awful last night, which has been uh, surprising. I think there's – of, like, the big-ticket players, I think only maybe Morgan Riley has earned, like, a passing grade this series. Um, you know, how much of that has to do with Luke Shen being with him, you know, that's up for debate. I think maybe you can give Nylander a conditional pass, barely. And the rest of the guys, like Marner, Matthews, and Tavares, like, I'm sorry, I know Austin Matthews hit the post 15 seconds into the game, but that was the extent of his contributions, not only on the offensive side, but he wasn't, like, boxing out, he wasn't blocking shots. He's used his, like, body really well this year. Like, he's had a really good all-around year, and I think he's used his frame really well with puck battles. He didn't do any of that last night. Mitch Marner, like, losing the puck on his own entry to Radko Gudis, like, twice. Twice to Radko Gudis! Like, wow. I don't know. I think it's just, like, maybe we shouldn't talk down on the Panthers. I mean, they caught fire at the right time. They are a better team than probably expected. But, like, the Leafs shouldn't have been shook because Etulis his four check is really good. Like, the Leafs shouldn't have been shook by, this, by the stakes that were offered. The Leafs shouldn't have been shook by this opponent. And all these things are coming true. And now... We're stuck in this, this position where this offseason is going to be hell, as Omar said, because everything's going to be so reactionary. It's going to be like, well, one of the four guys who are under contract, the big four, who are under contract till next year, need to be traded or something. Heads will have to roll. And I don't think that's like initially a good process-based outcome because this team should be better. Like, you know, all sort of rational, reasonable thought is the Leafs are better than a second-round exit team. And once again, like trying to figure out what's wrong with the Maple Leafs is like staring into the sun, so it's going to be a brutal offseason. The narrative is going to be awful, um, you know. Hopefully, as a member of the Leafs media, I'm not contributing to sort of that um, toxicity discourse. I probably will, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And if they get swept swept on Wednesday, I mean, have at it. You know, Leafs fans are like Knicks fans, so have fun. <laughs> another, I guess, but i don't know omar i'm with you man it's like the eight, eight days ago or i guess nine days ago totally different story i think just all of that i apologize this is a world's word salad but like it's, no it's okay
0: okay i just i just we, we just we just gotta we just gotta hold i gotta say a few things first mm. i this series is not over yet okay and i understand yeah. that it, i get it it's in word only That is not over only four other teams If come back from a 3-0 series deficit. But we have to say that it's not over because what if the Leafs come back? If the Leafs come back and do this, Omar, I don't think you're allowed to take joy in that. I, tw- I, I, oh, tweeted it, I
1: tweeted it <laughs> after the game. You're not allowed to I take will joy be, in that. I will be dunked on. I, I, I think I'll, I'll read it verbatim. Verbatim, whatever. Go it. off. I'll dunk on myself if they pull it off, but they're done. Naruto, Naruto gift.
3: We should get you a physical dunk tank. Like we should like, dunk, dunk, dunk dunk I'm not <laughs> even
1: kidding. I I I, I I'm that. not even kidding. I, I will rip on myself every single day of the off season if they come back. That's how little faith I have. Again, what historically, what have they showed us that that warrants that? They Did weren't even they, the
0: better teams in those OT games they won. No, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. They, now they were not the what team. I was trying to say. Yeah.
1: Um, it's you know, so you know, frustrating, man.
0: annoying. If people like
3: today, I've, I've ran into people just walking around the neighborhood trying to go outside, get some fresh air. Three people have cited to me like, "Oh, didn't you know that in nineteen forty two May police came back?" So I'm just like, "What do you guys know about Turk Broda and Sil Like, what can you gain from that team that uh, won the Cup forty seven years before <laughs> I was born?" Like. You really watching Turk Broda like that, bro? You really watching My like guy like like you said, know, well, you Tur- you know Broda?
0: about Turk Broda? What <laughs> yeah. you know about Turk Broda, bro?" That's what
1: weird. Timeout. 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 boys I am doing that. Like,
2: what, what do you, what do you know about Turk? Broda? Omar's calling timeout. Like, like Nick Mercer now. All right. All right. This, let, this, let, let, let Omar this, speak. This,
1: this is yeah. what pisses me off about these fans sometimes. Mm. Oh, but they did it in
3: 1942.
1: So, yeah. So. Yeah. How many teams were in the league in 1942? Six. Thank you. Like,
2: yeah, that's what you like. what is happens? This?
1: I, I <laughs> can't stand. I can't stand when Leafs fans use use information back when the the freaking team it was black and white.
0: Why no are you saying TV. Leafs fans <laughs> like you? Not a Leafs fan.
1: Because no, there, there is a faction of Leafs fans that do <clears> things <throat> that when other people rip on Leafs fans, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I get it. Case in point. Leeds fan is arguing with the Canucks fan. Oh, win a round. Oh, at least you made it to the final. Oh, at least we have cups. Oh, you're right. No, we have not won a cup since 1967. How many teams were in the league? Answer me that question. Bro, that was the year Six. my pa- that was Six. the year my
3: grandparents emigrated from India to Canada. Six. Like you know what I'm saying? Like
1: since, they, just ex- plays, since yeah. they expanded I my mom the league, was
0: born in 1967. Thank you. Since they yeah.
2: expanded the league, yeah. the Leafs have not won a single thing. That that year, the goaltenders were Johnny Bauer and Terry Sawchuk. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Like yo, yeah, 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 yeah. A, yeah, a we, butterfly we was an
2: actual <laughs> insect, and not a goalie
0: stance.
1: Like, give me a break. So, like when I see like the the only the only thing. That, that 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 I guess will I'll hold way to is, is the Kings one in 2012. But again, the Leafs aren't the 2012 Kings. They're not.
0: I mean, you don't They're not. They might be. They could be. It Julian, could, it could happen. kick him off
2: the show. Kick him off the show. <laughs> first off, this rage show. is our show. Omar's no. by no. by <laughs> raid. Let's calm down
0: for a second. Oh. Now, I like, I mean, first off, by the way, um, mm. I have to say though, it is hilarious to see Leafs fans who wanted Florida. Get 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 their shit kicked in. Avery, let me workshop a chat for you. We want Florida. They no, you they don't Florida. Liter- <sighs> you, think
2: you need a more like, logical outcome Don't really want 65 Florida that bad. Win really like, Florida
0: that bad. Uh, now, on top of that, too. And on top of that, I'm sorry, oh my god. I got I got mentioned you and this man. Mm. Avery, you were there when I asked him straight up, hey man, is winning around yeah. enough.
2: Yeah. And he was all like, I just want to hear yeah. game one. This, that, yeah. he said, the start of mm-hmm. the second round of the mm-hmm. playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said yeah. that the verbatim. he, said that, that, he yeah.
0: said that be careful what you wish for. No, Omar, go I got your back. The playoffs, got you back. You go through the playoffs. You want that, t- you get a taste of that nectar. You don't want to just settle for that taste of that nectar. You want the whole damn thing. And, and no, you, come was on, happy. you can't weaponize no, it. It's true. You no, it's true. It it's true. true. It's Let true though. Guys, I've, been for, I've, been I, I've been saying that for I've been saying that for years. I've been saying that for years. And this
2: happened. Hey, I I got to say like, almost feel worse. Cause you know, go ahead, Avery. You know guys, last year covering the Oilers and seeing mm-hmm. their run to the Western final, seeing that team go deep, seeing Edmonton go in the Western final, just seeing the atmosphere, the environment of a team in the final four, even as media. It's exhilarating to see yeah. a team that far. And the journalist, you want to see that team cover go even further. It nothing not like it, though. So, yeah, even though, of course, Omar did say, you know, second, I'm happy getting doing the second round, we all know Omar wants to see his team go much further. I've seen him all the way Avery, so far, yeah.
0: Avery I, have, I, have, I have been around a team that went to the Stanley Cup final. It changed yes. everything around. Like, we were in a curfew in Quebec when that was going on. Every mm. man outside going off like crazy. Are you kidding me?
2: Yeah.
0: You can't be sad. Mm. I understand it had not happened in 20 years. I really did not believe it for a second, bro. When you're all yeah. like, man, one round is enough. You need yeah. more than a round. You, mm. it, you want to win the whole damn thing. And it, look, here's what I'll say, though. I, look, we all picked the, the Leafs to win that second round series. And again, they have not been eliminated yet. It could happen where they come back, but also it's not that likely. But like, jeez, this? Like, I can understand if they lost in like six or seven, it was a competitive season yeah, series the whole way. It's or the, seven. The sweep, that it's is context in all going. that too. But the fact that like, Three games in a row, you yeah. drop, and you can't get a win, and you're not the better team in any of those games. No, nope. like they've been and, in different and,
3: ways, though, man. Like they've been like they've been all been bad, but in different ways. Like game yeah. two, I thought was like the worst one to stomach because the two. How
0: ones. do we as a, like that, as a that, show that today? That
3: was the hardest one to watch individually. I think
0: Arun, Omar, myself, and Avery have as many goals through the first three games as Marner. Nylander, Tavares, and Matthews. How do you explain that? How do you explain that? And that's how do you explain that? And and that's the it's like
1: year after year, like the the core players say the same thing lessons, lessons to learn, playing at the right time. You know, we can't focus on the past, we only have to control the future. Okay, well, ahead of game three, you're all in front of the microphone saying it was a must win. Yeah. Freaking Alex Kerfoot almost went viral with his freaking, you know, sweatpants and his sandals and stuff. <laughs> right. So again, and they've, they've been here, like in, in this re- iteration, the Matthews era team, they have been there for all of the losses. Mm-hmm. They know what to expect. They know how they have to play. Even in this series, you like, like, like you have your meetings, you have your staff coach practice things. You'll, you, you are sitting you, you sit in your nice theater room thing, and Sheldon Keith stands in the front and says, stay hey, here, okay? We don't have enough support here. This is a turnover. This is what happened. So, like, like, like you're seeing everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, why? Why? I don't, I, don't, I don't, Why? Like, you're watching for, from top to bottom. Everyone in Florida, everyone on Florida, they're, they're, they're playing the same way. Yeah. Obviously, there are some lines that are playing harder and more skilled, but, you know, based off the personnel, but they're all playing the same way. Then we watch the Leafs, and you have one line going, and everyone else just goes for a skate. They get hemmed. They do all these fancy tricks for no flipping reason. That makes no sense. Like, what, what, what else is there? Why, why are we at? Why are we heading into a, a fourth game where
0: the best players do not have a goal? Yeah, man. Palmer, I, I, I can't tell you why. I have no idea why. Baby zone time has as many goals as that foursome. Yeah, Paul Maurice
3: had, like, this throwaway comment. A that damn was, like, child. Really interesting, man. Like, he basically said very, like, lightly, and it was meant to be this throwaway comment, but someone basically asked him, like, okay, you guys beat Boston. And just to paraphrase, he sort of said that, like, Boston plays this more sort of direct style where the Leafs are, like, always trying to beat you and, like, sort of, like, clown you. Like, they're trying to put pucks through skates. They're trying to just, like, play with, like, this sort of this hyper-elegant style. Like, sometimes you just need to, like, get a clean zone entry and like find the open man and get a shot in a good location and not just trying to like beat guys by like making them look silly and like try to get like, and it's true. Like I thought at the time, okay, like maybe that's like a stray observation, but that's proven to be true. It's just like, sometimes you just need a clearance. Sometimes you just need to get the puck off the sidewall and out. Like it's just, it's that simple, but they're doing the hardest way. I think on top of that too, like, man, as someone who was so wrong about Matthew Knights being ready enough, it is scary and that his absence has had such a profound effect. Like embarrassing I'd battle. say, to be honest. He it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing yeah, it's when embarrassing. your 20-year-old kid is arguably your best forward. Um, you know, arguably the guy that's not shaken by the circumstances, consistently winning puck battles, or if he's losing them, he's at least holding up the opposing like defensemen. So like John Tavares can come in for puck support or Austin Matthews can come in for secondary puck support. You know, he's not overthinking the game by any stretch you know, he's played well across all three lines. And to think that like, he's playing with this sort of like freedom of just not knowing it's like all these other guys, you have to think to some degree, it's mental that they're overthinking it. Is that an excuse? No. But like, how does this kid just come in from college and play the right way? And none of these guys can't, can't get over like the hump. Like I, I don't know. I'm at a loss. But, but I, I don't, I
1: don't know. I don't understand what, what's there to overthink though. Yeah. Like, and, and that, that's, that's what's perplexing is that, you got over the first hurdle. You were out of the first round. You're not even facing Boston. That would have been a second one. You're not facing Boston. It's 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 a completely new le- level playing field. They're just being they're being outworked. Yeah, like I, I know I know we're trying to like dissect it. They're being outworked every mm-hmm. single yep. shift, every yeah, single game. That's they're been being the case outworked.
0: whole series, and it's they're- funny you mentioned you mentioned uh, how how Paul Maurice described uh, the Leafs as guys who. Want to beat you doing these fancy things? You know, yep. who's a guy who doesn't use any fancy stuff to beat people, Matthew Kachuk. Nope, no, nope. and he's he had puts his it, way. He
1: puts it behind you, he puts it in the corner, he finishes his check, forces He'll it, to to force you to try to go you. That's
2: it, yeah, and yeah. Even and, oh, go ahead, Avery. And even with game three, the game winner there, um, talking about a working guy, Sam Reinhardt gets in the Sam zone. Like, what What happened there? Like, how you look at Sam Reinhardt, nobody picked walked up him picked in the zone, Barbara? no one picks him up, gets the pass back again goes around wrap around, beats wall game over that was an embarrassing effort on the overtime winner that was pathetic yeah they gave up a breakaway on the on the freaking power play mm-hmm. i almost punched my freaking computer
1: screen i that's a lie that's a, that's a lie but like i'm watching the replay the pass it's just like what every the pass goes right up the middle of the ice mm-hmm. i see jake mccabe i'm like oh Okay, well, where's his defensive partner? Oh yeah, there's Justin Hall off on the right side of the boards doing God knows what. But yeah, let's put him in the lineup because he's so much better than the For what reason?
0: Yeah, Justin was Justin Hall worse than Cody Cece? Remember Cody Cece was the punching bag for Leafs for the Leafs for years. Justin Hall wasn't worse than Cody Cece, but he has like higher variance. Like he's a
3: better offensive player, but he probably is as bad defensively. Like, and I think to Omar's point too, it's like. I got really frustrated with the idea that not only you're taking a little green out of the lineup, you're bringing in Hall
0: and Gustafson. Like, they do the exact same thing. Yeah. Justin, Justin Hall makes me well, doubt Yeah, he got best. he got himself a goal uh, in that game. So, at least he, had, he contributed, Gustafson.
3: Yeah, I, I guess, but easy. man, like if he doesn't bank off the skate, like what David Camp taps that in, sure he made one nice play, but I think he was he still doesn't get like a passing grade for me. The goal, he, he couldn't
1: high. hold the line. He there he were two, two, two there were Every two odd man him,
3: rushes. He Anthony, can stand on the shot. Anthony Duclair looked like Pavel Burry, just like beating him. Just anytime time played the high line, Duclair was behind him. It was like it was nuts. He, they 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 make made yeah. me doubt advanced stats. I'm not even kidding.
1: Yeah,
0: that, like, that, I, whoa. I, I'm, I'm like, because, because, you know whoa, what? That, whoa, is, that is whoa, whoa, the best summary at that, is, that point. That is the it, best it's, summary. It's of like,
1: true. If just, you look at the numbers, yeah, like Hole has good numbers, and then you watch him,
3: yeah,
1: and it's like it doesn't match, it doesn't fit.
3: That's what I meant about staring into the sun. That's ex- that's like that's a much better way. Of what I was trying to summarize there. That's exactly it. It's like all the advanced stats say this team should be so much better, and then
0: they, they don't, they just don't perform in big moments. And it's like, how I do saw- you do that? I saw on the timeline that like Mitch Marner uh, should have been attributed way more giveaways in that last game. Yeah. What was I think he was only
1: accredited of one. That's, that was a lie. I think, I think there's at least a like little, a half a dozen. dozen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Same, same spot, same spot yeah. behind, behind the net. And again, like to ruins point of bringing up what Maurice said, like the, the game winning goal, I'm pretty sure in game two was Marner could have easily just off the boards down in the zone. No, is gonna try to make a weird backwards pass to Matthews, who already has someone on him. In game three, even he's 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 trying to send Michael Bunting from, from below the red line. When he bunting has two plant panthers on him in the neutral zone, it gets turned over right back.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you don't listen, you'll feel and then man. Wow. man. See.
0: It, with, with that type of tutelage, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs, first thing they need to hire is a Jamaican auntie to say that, those exact words in the locker room. No kidding, honestly. <laughs> it's going to be so, okay, Avery's guys. It's going to be okay. The sun is going to come out tomorrow. <laughs> the sun's going to come out tomorrow. I hope you guys feel better that you guys can let all of that out. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: I feel so much better, but it's, and it's, then I'm gonna have two more days of more quotes from Sheldon Keefe saying, "Oh well, it's supposed to be hard, right? Oh well, this is weird. like, it doesn't have to be this hard, Sheldon. You doesn't have to be day, this.
0: So. I, I I hate, I yeah. hate the cliches. I hate them. Gosh, Omar, can I offer a silver lining to that? When this yeah. podcast comes out, it'll be one more day.
1: Ha,
0: ha, ha. <laughs> Sorry. 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 I'm just, just for clarification's sake. I'm not trying to make light. I'm not trying to make light. No, but it's okay. okay. Let's let's let know what I feel like. Let's move on and talk about an actual good team. Let's
1: talk about the Seattle Kraken who for for some reason cannot stop winning. Hey, 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 Avery, Avery, can you do me a favor? Can mm-hmm. you can you take what you've what you've observed of of Seattle? Because because, Avery, you are the Seattle truther. You're the only one who believed in them. So I want you to take <laughs> everything you've observed from them, compile it in an email, video, whatever, <laughs> and then send it to Toronto. Oh, my God. And just, just subject, don't do watch this. Just, just, just Avery, I, don't do what he says. Just because Avery,
0: don't do what he says.
1: Or you know what? Or even New Jersey. New Jersey, they were down to nothing. And what, mm-hmm.
2: did hey, what did they Jack do? What did they do? Jack, you stepped up. Four-point Jack- game. Yeah. On need- seven on 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 seven goals on, on the hurricanes. Side note.
1: Yes. Freddie, Freddie Anderson. Yeah, Freddie Anderson.
0: <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> bad. My God, that Michael McLeod goal, I was like, that's a pretty sick goal. Then you see how it goes in. You're like, nope, that's nope. a bad goal. To do. I don't want to take that away from Michael. That was a bad goal. Mm. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, hey, man, Avery, you're 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 cracking, man. Uh, you once again get a moment to gloat in front of everybody about how you how you're how you're being right so far. Congratulations.
2: This, this is a team you watch them against Dallas again. The Dallas Stars, the superior team, the better team, more weapons, more stars. Once again, you see Seattle pressing in, getting odd man chances, being hard to play against in their own end of the ice. And now they're up in this series two games to one. And again, Phil Grubauer, another great game. Some of Phil Grubauer's turned into Jacques Plant all of a sudden in postseason. <laughs> <laughs> Jacques
0: Plant. Mais I mean, aussi,
2: wow! Again. You see you didn't go full cover quadless again, eh? What well, <laughs> the hell again? That's I, know, I know, but yo, you love showing off. You love them people know you I don't like combat.
0: showing off. That's how you <laughs> say it. I don't want to say George Vezina. Okay, <laughs> I respect people's damn names. I know, ahead, I'm, so.
2: I'm, I'm just, I'm just teasing. But it, but a play. Like This is a well-rounded team from lines one through four, and now they're getting solid goaltending. The Kraken really a chance here, knocking off Dallas. I feel in the series, guys.
0: Yeah, I just yeah. the fact I think six out of their eight playoff games they've played to this point they've scored first. Yes, they have. It's not, it's, this is a good team. This is a balanced team. Yeah. I love. I really enjoy the fact that like people have written this team off and they don't have the same firepower or star power. Some of the so as as so many other teams in this postseason, but they keep finding ways to win. And a big reason for that is because their goaltending is not ass like it was in the regular season. It's actually just average, and they just need them to be average. Yeah. It's fine. But, like, man, the Kraken, they did it. It just goes to show, man, if you put together a balanced team, you don't have to necessarily allot, like, 40 or 50% of your salary cap to, like, your top four players or whatever. You could go far.
3: Man, that's a drive-by shot. Come on, man. Sorry about that. I I, I think with the Kraken, I think it's not so much that they were written off, but it's a lack of familiarity. Like, I've been getting texts from folks who are just tuning in for playoffs, like, oh, I didn't know, like, the Kraken had this many dudes. Like, they led the NHL on five and five goals this year, which probably should have been meant something. Then again, we are denouncing it advanced stats and their meeting uh, today, but no, I think that's uh, be- J- advanced. stats are great, we're not trying. We, no, we are not. We're not. I was, was just, just a comparison. That's what we call a callback, but you no, know, <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't know. I mean, like Vince Dunn is maybe the most underrated player in the league this year. Like he's, he's playing that pairing with him. Adam Larson has been awesome. But I do think, yeah, I don't think essentially they've been like, I think it's just they've been overlooked. And I think a lot of, has to do with sort of the perception, like the initial perception, right? Last year, their offense was anemic. They couldn't buy a goal. And this year, that's been sort of the, the case. So I think it's good for Seattle to get this come up. Like it, it's it been really sort of what we want to see. We talk about growing the game on the show all the time. Like it's, they really play like an attractive style of hockey. They're scoring a bunch. And I think it's nice to see a team get
0: more familiarity um sort of as the playoffs progress could you imagine if we get a seattle vegas conference final do you know how crazy that's going to be like the two most recent teams. Oh,
1: okay. I thought. You're, oh, you're going from from that end. I thought you were taking a sideswipe at Avery. I was like, supposed to say Avery
0: thoughts. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean, but also, like, we we could get into Edmonton because we do. We should talk about Leon Drysidle. But like, also, if we get Seattle Vegas in the conference final, mm-hmm. dog. Like Connor McDavid and, and the Oilers would have ruined a glorious opportunity. Leon Drysidle might beat up everyone in the locker room himself. Yeah. He's man.
1: You want to talk about early early Con Smythe? Like, he's he's just nuts. Yeah, he is nuts. Like he's such like like any like there's there's the seeing the stats and there's watching the game. Like he's a freaking force, man. It's like you want to talk about a person who like is tired of losing. How 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 envious how. How, oh gosh I wish I had that you but, um, but
0: Avery brought up a good point with the run that they went on last year yeah what was it's one thing for for people in that market to you know enjoy seeing their team do well and have all the good stuff come coming around it. But could you imagine if the Oilers didn't get out of the second round last year? Could you imagine all the different narratives we'd be spewing about them now? A guy mm-hmm. like Leon Dreisaitl, a guy like Connor McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Evander Kane, all those guys. Ken Holland, too. When's the last time we talked about Ken Holland on this podcast? It's true. It's been a minute since yeah. that's happened. But yeah. all that to say, like... That run, even if it did not culminate in a Stanley cup final appearance, it changed so much about that core. We don't look at them as like Leafs West and the fact that they can't go as far as they can go with the pieces that they have. This is a team that people still expect to win the whole trophy. And people have felt that about this team from the beginning of the year. So when you hear Leon dry step to the after a four game performance, say like, Hey, like, this is not the way that we play. Like, you don't take that and think like, oh, wow. Like, you know, he's, he's just saying the same stuff. It's like, no, like you, you believe him when he mm-hmm. says that. And you have every right to think like, you know, when that, when that series is over, if the Oilers lose, he's going to throw a fit, maybe less so on Connor, but on everybody else, yeah, maybe he wouldn't do that. But all that to say, like he, he, he wouldn't have to say he didn't do his part. As far as I'm concerned, I know we're only a few games in. And I know by the time you get this, we, we will know the results of game three, but like, if there's one guy, one guy, who we do not have to worry about him stepping up, and he is healthy this year. He is not on one leg like he was last year. I was literally one just about, to say, have, like imagine, about imagine, to say, like imagine,
1: imagine Leon, like imagine, like like you're in that locker room last year, and you're watching this this man play on one leg. Yeah, you want to talk about like trying to find uh, like an extra like f- force of effort or an extra motivation, and now you're seeing it this year where he's a, where he's healthy and he's literally. Like it's not it's it's by far not just McDavid they they, they have a complete they have a complete team again sh- shout out shout out to Holland that Matthias Ekholm trade was wicked was, that was wicked for those that, them. Was, that yeah.
0: was a move they, they needed to make yeah. and they made it yeah
3: and Evan Bouchard like
0: like coming like he yeah said, he
2: stepped Evan up Bouchard as well has been
0: so good
3: he's yeah. been really really good so like that helps yeah
2: it's an indictment on Dave Tippett that he held back Evan Bouchard for so long. And wouldn't let him play power play one and held him back of him to this minute. Because you see, Evan Bouchard step up now. He's got 10 points in the postseason. He's got a shot from a point that is one of the best ones in the league mm-hmm. defensively. He can, help, he can help keep the puck in the zone on power plays. Like this Edmonton team, remember last year, they made the conference final last year which mm-hmm. a, with a much weaker team and Mike Smith as the number one option in net. This Edmonton team now with a solid nine to 10 um forward core and then Stuart skinner who had a great bounce back game in game two that is a very dangerous team now it's a solid four line team with a couple of solid d-men and Stuart skinner finding ways to bounce back after a loss that's very terrifying here in vegas yeah that's
0: a team that realized that they were knocking on the door we said that all last year about how they needed to maximize the players that they had and you know what fine it didn't work out for them last year but I think we got it. We got to give them props. I don't know how it's going to end for them this year. I think they did uh, a lot of good work. And that's just what happens sometimes, man. Sometimes you're a GM. You try to just make your little tink, your, your little uh, adjustments here and there. And it works. Sometimes you you go all in at the deadline. It doesn't work. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's just the weirdness of this sport as it is. But like, we have to give the Edmonton Oilers those props and you have to give Leon Dreisato props. And I'm wondering now, because I think it's fair, I, Arun. I'm inclined to think you, like the rest of us, have Leon dryside in your top five. Man, that's a great question. I
3: have to think. Like I have to think about now. It's, it should be like a no doubter. I think he is definitely absolutely like, stand mm-hmm. up the list. I think he's probably replaced Nikita Kucherov in my top five. Like that's sort of the one. Oh, okay. Maybe gave me uh, like some pause because like McDavid's like the no doubter. McKinnon's like the no doubter. I think some people would consider Kale McCarr in that conversation. Right, those are like the three. But then I mean, then it's really interesting. Like, do you consider David Pasternak in that mix? Right, he's coming off a sixty goal season. But I do think just on this playoff run, one hundred what was one hundred twenty eight points this year for Dreissel in the regular season. Like, he's he's got to be top five. I think. Just I think he's top three first. for me right now. I yeah, had him top yeah. five. I think he's yeah. top three for me in, right and, now. And this ending, minute. like there's one. I think just after the three, there's so many guys in that mix, and I've always like tried to keep like a permanent place for Kucherov after a Hart Trophy season. But I think was passed him there. Yeah. Is AM34 in your top five? Not anymore. He's on the borderline. I, I think Dreisaitl might have passed him. Yeah, like that's the thing. He's passed okay. I
1: I have never the things that make the switch that Dreisaitl has, and this is no disrespect to Matthews. I love Matthews. We I we've never seen this from Matthews. Like he has the, the man has what 14 goals.
3: Yeah, Drew's 14 right now. It's, it's not come the- on. No.
1: Like, come on! I have seventeen. It, by the time it's sure. it's just raw. It's just raw production. It's just that raw production. And and again, it's, it's no like in, it's no insult to Matthews. We just haven't seen that from him. I want to. That'd be great. That'd be yeah. sick. That'd be wicked. I wouldn't be upset like like how how I am now. But yeah, like Drysaddle. Drysaddle has has found ways to to hit another gear. And it, it's, yeah. it's 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 scary that like. It seems like every year we have the same conversation when it evolves around the dry saddle. I and mean, David is like, oh, like I wonder if they can get better. And then they do. And again, I still think it's hilarious that he only makes eight and a half million dollars a year. Like That's For now. For now. Yeah, yeah. for
2: now. <laughs>
0: His next deal is going to be
2: stupid.
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Oh, man. Edge of the host could pay for that. Okay. Is there is there anything else we want to add Leaf stuff? Because there's one topic I want to get to. Uh, involving uh, some uh, news that uh, unfolded this weekend with regards to coaches, but anyone else want to speak their piece with regards to the Leafs? This is, this is your moment to do it.
1: Um, I guess the last thing I'll say is again, I want them to pull it off as, as pessimistic and angry as I sound, which for the most part is a first usually, uh, usually I'm pessimistic for a bit. I'm genuinely pessimistic again, but Hey, if they turn it around, that'd be sick. That would be cool. But again, I just I have not seen anything that warrants that. Maybe this is their opportunity to change to change that narrative. But
0: I don't know. It's okay. It'll be interesting. It will be very interesting. Let's talk about uh, a coaching change that happened over the weekend. But we don't have to spend too long on that coaching change. Let's talk about the fact that. Uh, actually, pop quiz for everybody. Uh, without looking, can you name me all three nominees of the Jack Adams Award last year? Without looking. Yeah, I think so. It's Gerard Gallant, Sutter, uh, Andrew Brunette. Andrew
2: and Brunette.
0: So, so Gerard Gallant, Sutter, and Andrew Brunette. Uh, all three of those men, where are they right now? Fishing. Fire. Well, two <laughs> out of three. Of on them on are. <laughs> two out of three, two out of three of them are because Andrew Burnett oh, is, with the, right oh, and yeah. is the with the Devils right now. Oh yeah, coach with the Devils. But all three of those coaches from last year who were nominated for Coach of the Year are no longer with the teams they were coaching when they were nominated, including Sutter, who won the thing last year. Change the definition of
1: the award. It is not the best coach. It is the hey, we thought you'd be bad this year, but you yep. weren't. Here's your trophy, and that's why, you, that's why Lindy Ruff's winning it.
3: Team that defies internal expectations at the start yeah. of the year.
0: You want to give it to Lindy Ruff? Uh, Whoa, hello. I, I, do not, I, do not, hold on.
3: I do not want to give it to Lindy Ruff.
0: It is Lindy Ruff's. See the difference. I would have so put Lindy Ruff's. Second. You I still don't think Dave Hackstock can get a crack at it? Because, uh, look, Lindy Ruff, at the very least, you know, he, he had all those years in, got to the final and all that. I mm. do not think Dave Hackstock's reputation was anywhere near close. To Lindy Ruffs. That's yeah. a guy who I think people would just go to write off as a bad coach if it wasn't for this year. Mm-hmm. I would have, so too. Has Lindy, Ruff, has Lindy
3: Ruff won a, won a uh, Jack Adams before? I believe so. He might have won during one of the Hashik years. I could be wrong. Maybe like in hmm. the 2000s. I'm maybe? thinking like the Hachig yeah. era Sabres, he might have won one. I could be wrong. Hmm. Okay, uh, now we need to what? look this up. Yeah, has I'm Lindy curious. Ruff won?
0: Has he won a Jack Adams? I'm sure like he's been has. nominated for it before. Yeah, he like he's definitely been nominated. I don't know if he's won another one. That's wild. Has he? He won with uh, the Buffalo Sabres in 2006. In 2006? Okay. I thought it would have been. He won Ah. in 2006. Mm. I thought it would have been
3: the Jason Palmerville Sabres, if you will. Okay. Hmm. Do you think they do the, uh, do you think they do
1: the, hey, Dave, I know you probably should get get the coach of the year, which, again, I think you should because like Seattle, you Seattle, but I wonder if, I wonder if, see, but exactly. Even that like Jim, like, like Boston was like the best. Yeah. Yo, this actually, Hmm. You know what? This might be, this minute. might be the year where we actually see what the true definition of the award is. Cause there are a lot of factors. Cause yeah, Boston had their year. See, I, I doubt anyone expected Seattle to be, to be this good. Then and you know, and this deep and again be able to make the playoffs with the goal setting they had. And then in New Jersey they went on like a 14-game winning streak or whatever.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like did. this will be interesting. By the way, and by the way, uh us co- us media people, we don't vote on that award. That's not yeah. us. I that, think mm-hmm. it's the broadcasters that are it's maybe not the scribe, I, mean, I think, think we vote on that one. It might be the GMs who vote on that award. Yeah. So that's not that's not us. So so, so it's not so it's not me. It's not a rune. It's not anyone. If us. it's the GMs, then yeah, it's just, then it's Jims.
1: <laughs> it's going to gym then for sure. So
0: you have less confidence in in that going to the following the true definition to the letter because GMs are handling it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Gerard Gallant, no longer the head coach of the Rangers. Uh that's it's your time. I gotta say, man, that look. If there's what one sentence that keeps coming up. He is not a tactician. Gerard Gallant is not a tactician. And that could not have been any more apparent than what happened in that series. And he might still get a job later this offseason anyway, because that's just how the carousel is. Nothing against Gerard Gallant. Seems like a nice guy, but he is now, if it wasn't already, whatever Goodwill was there, he is now on the retread cycle for Mm. sure. Yeah. I think, like, Sheena Goldman wrote a good piece today at The Athletic. She did. And,
3: like, I wrote, like, a similar piece in 2021 when the Habs, uh, sorry, when the Canucks hired Bruce Boudreaux. It's, like, once again, the lack of imagination in the Angels coaching cycle is coming up again, where there's 40 guys for 32 jobs. Like, I don't know. I I would want to see a more sort of inspired coaching search, a larger net like maybe the radical option, like go hire Angela James, go give her $10 million and go get her out there. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she she's not shook by anyone, million. you know, Avery, but, who's
1: that person that you've been mentioning a couple of times, like uh, someone who's like outside of the NHL. I forgot what their name was. I mentioned
2: uh, Ricard Re- Gromberg, who's coaching right now yeah. in Finland. And Ricard mm-hmm. yeah. Gromberg has had a lot of success in European hockey. It's funny how every other sport, we always hear, uh, we always hear about rumblings of radical hire in football, basketball, mm-hmm baseball but hockey we never actually hear about a franchise actually making a radical hire you don't even hear about a you don't even hear about a unique name being interviewed for a coaching job in the nhl doesn't even happen
0: well well the idea of a radical hire in the nhl now is hiring a player who has no coaching experience that's the radical hire and i mean like Like in Calgary, for example, like I don't think everyone's inclining for it, but there's a reason why Drew McGinley has been inserted into these discussions because it's like, oh, well, the Canadians hired Martin Saint-Louis. Why can't the Flames do it? But like that's probably not going to happen. It's a very – people need to – here's my thinking on it, right? I think for first-time people, especially in a situation if you're like a Montreal where you're not expected to win and you you could just get somebody who could just kind of ease them up and kind of bring something new, that is like a really good time to, 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 bring in someone like a Marte San Louis or someone completely radical. I have my questions. If you are a Rangers team or flames like team where you're so close, you just need someone who's going to be able to get you through the top. If you're not going yeah. to hire internally and, and get someone who's at least familiar with that core and can offer those fresh perspectives. I am very curious about who you hire. I would love to see Angela James in the league, by the way, I would love that. That'd be cool. Yeah, But and I wonder which team would
3: be best. Yeah, I wonder. I think there's one other element, too, and I think you guys touched on it. It's, like, maybe, like, as journalists or media, whatever you want to call us, it, like, we may need to do a better job of sort of, like, telling stories of like who these assistants are. But I think if you cover, like, the NBA quite clo- like, follow the NBA quite closely, you know sort of some of who the lead assistants are. And the NFL, know, undoubtedly, you know, every team's offensive, defensive coordinator, or if you follow yes. the league like remotely. Absolutely. So I think there's, like, a baseline level of familiarity when, like, at least, in, look, the NFL has several problems in their coaching problem. We know that, but at least there's like a baseline level of like familiarity with the names of like coordinators there. You know, there's tons of NBA lead assistants who are like names or like top level college coaches. And they're just like, is it like, even in like the hockey world, like, you know, I feel like even at the same time, like I wrote this piece about the lack of imagination and yet like, but you have to sort of think like, Oh, wait a second, this person isn't here. Oh, you know, as Avery alluded to, like there's coaches in the IHF, like like where do we look for these like other examples? So I think it, there is some sort of aspect to us immediately. Like it's incumbent upon us to sort of find these stories and sort of elevate them because otherwise we're going to be sort of stuck in the cycle. And I think, again, you nailed it too. Like the idea of like the angel being radical would be, yeah, like a former player that hasn't coached before. But there's so many former angel guys who are like lead assistants now that even like Manny Mulholland would be considered like a radical choice, even though he's the least lead assistant. Like I and played, what, 18 years in the league or something like that? Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think there is something to be said for like, you know, popularizing lead assistants on teams, like making them a larger part of the sort of the discourse or else we're going to be stuck in this. I don't know. Like if you guys have any other solutions, I'm not sure, but at least like sort of as a cross comparison, that's what I can think of.
0: Yeah. I Just like, I just, Oh, you, Oh, I wasn't sure if you're going to say something.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say like, like, I remember, I think that the the last like, oh I wonder how they're going to do like hire actually was, might've been Hackstall when he got hired out of college. Yeah. Right. Because when, when is David
0: Quinn went through that too? He was hired out of college.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, so maybe we just need to kind of maybe try to look around, but at the end of the day, it's just like, like hockey and especially the NHL, they're so like frustratingly them where it's just like, yeah, we can talk about like these new names, but at the end of the day, a GM is only going to, is going to interview people that they know or that they like, oh yeah, they went to the Stanley cup final here. They had some Playoff success there, or there, you know, I've heard this good thing is from that person, and that good thing from that person. That's the only reason why it, it takes place, or you know, you have because like the the cycle of coaching won't stop until the cycle of GMing stops. I think that that's where and that's where it, need, it needs to end. But I don't know who. who knows? I mean, who knows? I
0: mean, I mean, we're talking about retreads now. I mean, we we could very well enter territory where there's like guys who have gone through the cycle before, and guys who have gone through the cycle and have done whack shit and could get second chances. And uh, I'm thinking specifically about two people who were mentioned over the weekend, uh, Joel Quirinville and Stan Bowman. Uh, both men have not been reinstated after their actions uh, mm. or inactions, so to speak, uh, yeah. with regards to the Kyle Beach saga in Chicago. And the fact that those two names have been trotted out there, I do not feel good about it. I do not feel great about it. I understand that they have the successes that they have. And I know, I I'm, maybe I'm, I'm part of the skepticism on this, but like, not even skepticism, like they're going to be back. And I hate the fact that they're going to be back because I don't know. I don't know if they deserve to be back in the NHL, but like cream always rises to the top with these sorts of people. And I feel like they will end up there. And the fact mm-hmm. that teams like Calgary and Pittsburgh are reportedly interested in Stan Bowman or, or or the Rangers were thrown out there for a team with Joe Quenville, But uh, I believe uh, Larry Brooks of the post is saying that's not going to be the case, but the fact that those two are involved, like you talk about trying to go back and see what works like, this might if if those if either of those two end up with a job, that might be the worst example of how limited the coaching search is. Like people would yeah. rather go towards someone who did so terribly wrong by a player that they pretty much allowed them to be sexually abused and ignored it mm-hmm. as opposed to trying something wildly different look, and look what? It, it, that's what it is. like i and I don't feel good about it.
3: Also, just on record, Joel Quinville's already trying to launder his reputation. Like Avery and I saw him at the Carnegie Initiative Summit in January. He is trying to put himself out there, and he's trying to put himself into real listening, learning hours, and all that other yep. bullshit. And he's I've heard to- that too. And he's probably trying to learn the language of EDI to make himself seem like a more sympathetic figure. So Joel Quinville's already starting his, you know, public rehabilitation tour. So it's on the record now. It wouldn't surprise me remotely if Brian Burke, who also was at the event, like trying to make a like, coup for him. I don't know, but Quinville is already trying to find his way actively into the NHL. And it should be on record that that's the case.
0: And he should be rejected from the league and should not be reinstated. So but it's probably not going to happen because no. the cream always rises to, it happens in every sport with anyone worth a damn, despite the transgressions, it's going to happen. And there's yep. going to be a team out there that sees uh what joe quenville has done at the hl level we can look at the stanley cups i was on another podcast the host i was with was making the point that like he's he's his record in like games five through seven he's like he's won like 95 percent of his games like that is an insane stack to think of and there's going to be a gm who there's going to be a president of hockey operations or a gm who's going to see that and says well he's reinstated we're going to hire him boom he's there stan bowman same deal and I get it. People are going to be like, "Hey, you know, people deserve second chances, and people deserve to work towards getting those second chances." I I'm all about that. For this, y'all have to do a lot more than just show up at some Carnegie Hall event yeah. and and learn a few buzzwords. What like, need, days, I think Stan I think Bowman for this situation, you need to do more than that.
3: Yeah. And Stan Bowman's yeah. the Kendall Roy of the NHL, man. Like, what's he getting second chances for? Third chances for? Like damn, I don't it, watch Succession. I probably should. Well, anyway, he's trading. <laughs> he's trading <laughs> on his name. <laughs> so I mean, like putting all the heinous allegations against Bowman and Quinville aside, like why does Stan Bowman need like a third chance? Oh, were you the genius? Like you know how uh, in the Last Dance, uh, how like Michael Jordan sort of made fun of Jerry? It was a uh, made fun of um, Jerry Reinsdorf. No, uh, made fun of Jerry oh, Krause for... Jerry, Cross, yeah. Jerry Krause, Jerry
0: Krause, Jerry Krause, Jerry Krause. Krause. Was sorry, taking, sorry, sorry,
3: yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Jerry Kraus was taking, like, a victory lap for, like, taking, like, Sidney Moncrief, like, first overall. And he's just like, okay, bro, like, anyone could have done that. <laughs> like, you know, they think it was Stan Bowman. It's like, oh, you inherited a team with young Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and Marion Osla and Brian Campbell and Duncan Keith. Oh, word, it was you who was, like, this mastermind? Okay. Right. Like, I, you know what I mean? Can you do it again with another team that doesn't have... Like just four blue chip under twenty five players who are sending in their prime with Marion Hossa, like with these guys, like okay, that that team was loaded, and to attribute it to like some sort of you know stroke of genius from Stan Bowman and Joel Quinville is, I think, a ludicrous notion.
2: No, exactly. Oh, really? anyone, on, anyone on this podcast could have won, could have won that core. Like that was a team built to win Stanley Cups. And then again, of course, mention the whole idea of reinstatement with Bowman and Quinville. We always talk about hockey wanting to you know listening and you mentioned listening and learning it also also means telling these people you know what you have to do the work to get back in here you can not just go away for a bit and now we welcome back in the gms the presidents owners you want to listen and learn then that might mean sacrificing wins for actually telling your fans and your season ticket holders and the hockey world in general you know what we actually do mean it so bowman Quenville, I'm sorry. You might have won all these cups, all these accolades, but you aren't welcome back because you violated, you put a one of your own players in peril. Hockey talks, hockey likes to be, but you know, it's one big family, family first. We're a culture of brothers. You didn't stand by your brother. You didn't stand by him. You put a title over his safety. I'm sorry. If I'm a GM or, or with some Morals, sorry, Joel. Sorry, Stan. Piss off
1: literally yep. and i I'll mean beach
0: like, when I, oh sorry sorry no, was, you say I, your point i'll I, say
1: it yeah, at the end yeah only thing i was gonna say is that, like everyone tries to say that, that being in the nhl is a privilege so okay well if it is prove it prove it because every year every year it seems like we have evidence that that no for a lot of people they think it's their right to be in the nhl oh i, I did all this stuff so it's my right to be there but even though we were told it's a privilege
0: okay if it's a privilege then all right okay prove it Kyle Beach went on Sports Center in October 2021 to tell his story. Mm-hmm. That is less than two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about too soon. Yeah. That is less than two calendar years ago. If Joel Quenville and Stan Bowman are allowed to get jobs within two years, what does that say about the process? What does that say about anything? Uh, about anything, really? Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, going away for a while, that's like, that's a grad degree. <laughs> like, no. come on. That's not, I don't know. I, clearly we have a lot of thoughts on this topic. Clearly, uh, you know, that's why I'm grateful for shows like this, where we're able to go on topics the way that we want to. Uh, but yeah, maybe it's possible either of those men get jobs when it's all said and done. It would have been all been a moot point. Um, but I think we all made some good points with regards to that, especially, uh, the idea of, of being in the NHL, being a privilege. And, uh, I also know the hidden reference to that, um, which by the way, by the time you get this Connor Bedard will play for insert franchise here as the number one overall pick, uh, kind of sucks that, uh, we, we had to do it on the, we have to record on the day the draft is happening. So, we can't actually see in real time like who's – where's he going to no, yeah, go? No, you'll, but... you'll
1: see my reaction in real time. Just follow my Twitter.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh if you are listening to this and you are not already uh, acquainted with Tic Tac Tomar, go check his timeline to see uh, if he will be relieved that uh, Connor Bernard will play in the Western Conference or if he will see no peace in the Eastern Conference for the foreseeable future. Because already this week – tell you what, this podcast, man, in terms of – tell you, man, look – the Leafs are down bad. He had to admit that he had to go in on Leon Dreisaitl being a great player. We know his relationship with that. And if Connor Bedard ends up in a Montreal Canadiens uniform, brother, 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 brother.
2: Man. <laughs> or an San- Sanders jersey. That can happen as well, too. I don't know what's oh, worse. Oh. sense is worse.
1: Yeah, since the worst of the mm-hmm. yeah, that's the license. Wait, of the
0: where worst. where are these said to the top ten? They're not in the top ten worst. Are they the top ten worst dogs? Oh, no, top eleven? I don't
2: think they. Yeah, are. they are. Oh no! So so because
0: like you you because like they might be like I mean, a, anyway. just Oh,
2: if Fred. I thought the lottery rule change. I thought they changed the lottery change. rules. Yeah, wide. you, you have to be within the yeah, first
0: eleven to move yes, up. Yes.
2: Exactly.
0: Like the Flames don't have a chance. No, uh, like they could win the lottery, but like they move up only ten spots. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't worry. Uh, Connor Bedard won't be an Ottawa
2: Senator. That's okay. oh, I just
0: did it in Washington. One.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be really fun, man. Holy. Can you imagine Bedard oh. in Ovi?
1: That would be so oh. much. Fun. Oh. Or we just goes up, seems like listen, listen, listen here, boy. I'm gonna make history, and you're gonna help me. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> like, do
0: white people do white people get insults about being called boy? I don't know. <laughs> Good question. I don't know. How would you feel <laughs> like if you're a white? I mean, this show has only ever had one white man, so it's hard for us to kind of like, you know, ask that question about other yeah. POCs. We've only had. It's, think about it, this show has only had one white person on. Like that's kind of wild. Yeah, that's oh, why people that's why people think that we don't know anything about
2: hockey. Yeah. Yeah, if we, we just cut for it. Rip rip. Oh, uh, yeah. Exactly. Actually, I feel like I feel like a couple of shows where I think like Kyle Cantlin came on. Like
0: oh, think- right, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Kyle Cantlin, he's the yeah. second white man to be on the show. You're absolutely right. Fearless. <laughs> yeah. It took on Islanders true. fans. <laughs> yeah, <he did. laughs> he did. Also, I mean. Karen Brennan and Mackenzie Lidd- Liddell, uh mm-hmm. two two other white people who, you know, make sure the show runs and all that. So uh yeah, thanks, white people. We really appreciate you and the work that you do to make the show what it is. I'm being facetious, obviously. <laughs> y'all don't y'all don't work that hard. <laughs> y'all don't work that hard. Anyway,
2: y'all you don't work
0: that hard to make so type great. Uh, not like what we do. Uh, thank you so much for uh, listening and watching uh, another edition of Zone Time uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode let's see if uh, the Leafs will still be alive Cora Conor Connor Darn will play and uh, other things other things peace everybody <laughs>